And Jesus here is trying to teach these guys and teaching us there is a hell and there is a heaven. And what does he do? He uses a parable, illustration about a net, a fisherman. And what happens when you catch fish and how you separate fish, the good from the bad. The good he takes, the bad he throws away. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are so glad you've joined us today for our continuing study of Jesus' parables, focusing on the thought-provoking imagery of a fisherman sorting the catch from his net. Roll will assure us that one day we'll give an account for the choices we've made regarding our eternal future. We'll either be separated from the Lord or we'll be with Him forever. Today's lesson is titled, The Parable of the Dragnet. Here's Raul Reese. We're going to share from the parable of Matthew, chapter 13, if you can go there, verse 47 to verse 52. Jesus spoke a lot of parables. In Matthew 13, he speaks seven parables. This is the sixth parable that he's going to be sharing from. And the parable that he's going to be sharing from is a very important parable. It's about heaven and hell. People don't like to hear about hell. They like to hear about heaven. But hell, they don't really want to hear because it really offends them or it convicts them or they get really sidetracked completely. But Jesus, in speaking to these people, he had a burden in his heart. The disciples were with him. The scribes were with him. And the disciples always thought when he spoke, we've heard this, we know what's ahead, like you or me, well, I know what's going to happen ahead. But they really didn't see it where he was going to be crucified. He was going to die. So the Lord had to teach them here a very important message by using illustration of a person in the Sea of Galilee fishing with a dragnet. The dragnet is you throw it over the ship, you throw it into the water, and you actually are rowing slow by slow, and the actual neck is doing what? It's catching the fish, and then you bring them up, and then you take them and you separate them. So through that story, he's going to bring it in into a story that you and I can relate, believe it or not. Heaven's a place that we're going to spend eternity with. God, Christ, Holy Spirit, the angels are there. And then the just, which means those that will go to heaven will be there too. But the hell is described as everlasting fire, everlasting punishment, out of darkness, everlasting destruction, and the lake of fire. Hell is prepared for the devil, his angels, for the wicked, for the disobedient, for the fallen angels, for the beast and the false prophet, which is the Antichrist, and then for worshipers of the beast, which is the Antichrist, the beast, and then those that not only have rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ will be in hell. Now, when you think of hell, we've talked about this in the middle, it's in the center of the earth. We learn that through the gospel of Luke chapter 16 through verse 19, the rich men and poor Lazarus. But a lot of times when you talk about hell, people don't even know where hell is. 
And as a church, we need to know where hell is. Hell is a different place from the lake of fire. Tarsus, different. You have these tiles that are given in the Bible about the place for those that are going to spend for eternity in darkness and gnashing of teeth. He starts out in verse 47 through 48. That he's going to give you an introduction to the parable, which he's going to say, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind. Every kind of what? Fish. What he's saying here in the parable that the Lord has a net that he's going to throw out. And as throwing that net out, he's going to gather all kinds of different people. Those they will be in heaven and those that will never see heaven but hell. And when I read that and I studied it, it blew me away. That the Lord already knows what he's going to do. Those that will go, those that will not go. So as I read a little bit further in verse 47, where he says that the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea here is the Sea of Galilee. If you've been to Israel with us, the Sea of Galilee, probably about 100 feet deep, and the fishermen go out there every day and they fish. They throw the nets over, they drag their boats, they catch the fish, they go down to the shore, and they separate them. In the day of judgment, the Lord is going to separate people according to the word of God. He's going to separate those that are righteous and those that are unrighteous. Those that know no God. Remember Peter's talk about the dog and the pig? He says the person that has not only known the Lord, but they go back into the world, is like the dog going back to his own vomit. Why would you want to go backwards instead of going forward where the Lord is? I've dealt with a lot of Christians over the last 50 years. That when you talk to them, you can tell they haven't been in church. You can tell they're not reading their Bible. You can tell they're not witnessing to people, but they're being bad witnesses to their families, to friends. Because they keep on sharing with them. They keep witnessing to them. And they're watching your life. And your life doesn't match what you're saying. It doesn't match what the Bible says. That's why it's really important to make sure you know Christ. You tell people about Christ. And when you do that, people are going to be convicted by the Holy Spirit. And people are going to come to know Christ as their Lord and Savior. Jesus had been seeing a lot of things here in the parables he wrote. At this particular time, the Pharisees, the scribes, the Sadducees, and those that really didn't know Christ, his disciples were along the side with him, listening Walking, and then at the same time thinking, hey, we're going to go ahead. And when we get ahead, we're going to know this is what's going to happen. And they didn't know that. I've been like that before. You've been like that before. We think we know what's going to happen next, but it doesn't happen that way. For sure, we know one thing. We're all going to die. When? We don't know. And yet in the book of Hebrews 9.24, Paul the apostle says there's an appointed time. Appointed them already when you're going to die, when I'm going to die. Young and old, doesn't matter who you are. There's an appointed time for a man to die, and then the judgment comes where we're going to be judged. 
As a man of righteousness, as a Christian, we're going to be judged at the bima seat of Christ. Romans 14.10 and 2 Corinthians 5.10 is the bima seat of Christ. And then in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 11 through 15, he talks about the value of that judgment. Gold, silver, wood, hair, stubble. What's the value of your taking the gospel to people? You're reading, you're praying. God's going to judge you as a Christian. Not for your sins. You already took care of your sins. When you repented, you came to Christ. But there are people that have come to Christ and have gone back into the world. People don't see a change in their lives. And they say they're Christians. That's what Jesus is concerned about with people. Maybe you're here today. I'm glad you're here today. Because you need to know that there's a heaven, there's a hell. And being in the presence of God, there are no excuses. He doesn't take excuses. You're either in the light or you're in the darkness. You can play church, no problem. But when it comes to judgment, you can't play church any longer. You're going to be judged by the Lord. And when he judges us, he's going to separate the righteous from the unrighteous, just like his tendencies. You're going to see in a moment. Verse 48, look what he says. He says, which when it was full, the net, they drew to shore and they sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but threw the bad away. Notice that. That's the parable. The good, the bad. The good is taken, the bad is thrown away. We're living in such a time A lot of times people don't know where we are today scripturally or supernaturally. We know who we are, where we're heading. But there are things happening right now, this very moment, that are prophetical in our country and in the world. We really don't know, like the disciples, what's going to happen tomorrow. God's in control. He doesn't have puppets on the string. He gave us a will, a will to know What's right? What's wrong? And we can not only think before I sin. If you sin, this is what's going to happen to you. But if you don't sin, you'll be obedient. Then this is your reward. That's the way the word of God speaks. He's not against you. He's not against me. But he wants to see you in heaven. He doesn't want to see you in hell. Is there a little hell? There's a little hell. Believe me, a a real hell. The Bible talks about that. And in that hell, there are people from the time of Noah to the present time. And from the present time, when the Lord comes back the second time, he's going to judge. And when he judges those that are going into the kingdom age, thousand years, and those that can go in, they're going to be judged and thrown into hell. No compromise at all. He came the first time as the savior of the world. Second time he comes, he's coming as the judge of the world. No compromising, no excuses. And Jesus here is trying to teach these guys and teaching us there is a hell and there is a heaven. And what does he do? He uses a parable, illustration about a net, a fisherman. And what happens when you catch fish and how you separate fish, the good from the bad, the good 
He takes the bad, he throws away. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Download our free app for instant access to scripture-rich study helps that will strengthen your faith and deepen your love for the Lord Jesus. You can also visit us anytime at somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for additional resources. Now back to more of today's lesson, The Parable of the Dragnet. Verse 49. Here's the interpretation. He says, so it will be at the end of the world, the day of judgment. It's going to be the same way, fishing, good and bad. The angels will come forth. Now, remember, the angels are the ones that are waiting for you to die. When you die, they carry you to heaven or they carry you to hell. In heaven, there's no more lying. There's no more marriage. There's no more sorrow. There's no more pain. There's no more curse. There's no night. There's no weeping. There's no more wicked people. In heaven, there is joy, rest, peace, righteousness, service, rewards, and glory in heaven. That's where we are heading, heaven, very soon. And that's why you got to get your life right before the Lord. Tonight might be your night to die. Because we're thinking, well, my birthday is coming up next month. How do you know that? Oh, tomorrow I'm going to work. How do you know that? Young people, when we were young, we never thought we would die. We never get old. And yet look how quickly it happened. You got to be ready. And so you're here this morning or this afternoon. You're here to come and hear the gospel of Jesus Christ every Sunday. Great. But what do you do with the gospel on Monday, and on Tuesday, and on Wednesday, and Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, all the way to the next Sunday? You can't be a yo-yo. You got to be a believer, a believer in Jesus Christ. Be Christ-like, as the Bible says. And what he's doing here, Jesus again himself, he's saying this in verse 49. And so it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from the just. You see, the angels again. The angels have a big part in the kingdom of God. It's important to understand one thing, that I've been in hospital so many times and watching people die. There was one guy in next door one day. They all not want to see this person and this guy next door was cursing and cussing. And I mean, the most foul mouth you could ever hear. 30 minutes later, he died. You think he's in heaven? He didn't know. But when he woke up, he knew. Think of how many people like you and I have died and woke up in the wrong place. That they're there by coincidence. They chose to be there. God doesn't choose for you. You choose for yourself. That's why he gave us a will to choose. And I wonder this afternoon, what are you choosing in your life? That you chose your wife, just a husband. All these things that are given to us is so that we don't feel like we're being forced to do something. Never, ever does that happen in the kingdom of God. God saved you. He called you. He's doing a work in your life. He's going to continue to protect you, to watch over you. He's going to continue to reward you. In every era that he can because of his love that he has for us. 
So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just. That's what Jesus said in the parable. They caught all this fish. They brought it to shore and they began to separate it. And he was given a picture of heaven and hell. Those that would not go to heaven because of sin. He goes on. Verse 50. And he cast them into the furnace of fire. You should underline that. Fire. You mean there's fire? There's fire. And in hell will be cast into the lake of fire. The Antichrist, a false prophet, every demon, every angel, into the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. Revelation 20, 11 through 15. You can read it when you go home. Everything's coming to an end. Just a matter of time. Can you imagine how many people down there wish they could come back up here and tell you about hell? You can read Luke chapter 16, verse 19. The rich man asked Lazarus. He said, Abraham, you think that Lazarus can go back to my house? I have five brothers there. Tell them about this place of torment. Lest they come here too. He said, no. You're done. And it's going to happen for each one of our lives. And he goes on to declare this, verse 50. He says, and he cast them into the furnace of fire, and there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Notice that. This is Jesus speaking. From his own mouth, these words are coming. Fire, wailing, teeth. Gnashing of teeth. But on the other side, we're smiling, we're having not only incredible time with Jesus, singing hymns and, you know, being there with all the people that we've known that went to heaven, but most important, Jesus. No more sun, no more moon, he will be the light. We will be there in white garments, serving him, worshiping him, singing with him. But on the other side, it's awful, horrible, darkness. It is real. It's real even to the present time as I'm standing here, right below here is hell. In the center of the earth. Where all the fire and all these things that are given to the earth. That one day there's not going to be any earth left. God is going to destroy this place. And create a new heaven and a new earth, the Bible says. Imagine how many people from the days of Noah already are there. And are going to be thrown into the lake of fire. The Bible says that those demons in the time of Noah are locked up in the center of the earth in tarses. They're tied up. They were so fierce that if they came today and the Lord would let them out, none of us would be here. They were so powerful. And God had to put them in chambers, lock them up in chains. One day, they're going to be let out and cast into the lake of fire. Once and for all. But then he says this is incredible. Verse 51. And then Jesus said to them, to the disciples and the scribes that are with them, Have you understood all these things? Oh, yeah, yeah, we understood. We know what you're talking about. They didn't understand. I don't understand many times. But they were so bold to say, yes, Lord, we understood. When the Lord was trying to check their hearts. Do you really, really know what I just told you? Do you know about hell? Do you know about Tarsus? It's coming. 
It says in the scripture, it's not your time, it's God's time. We're on a clock. He's not on a clock. One day like a thousand, a thousand like one day. First Peter says that. And so when the Lord is there for us, and he sees who you are, and he sees what you're doing, you got to give yourself 100% to him. Not 90%, 100%. And if you're going through some pretty heavy things in your life, he is the only one that can help you. I can't. Nobody can in here, only him. And the only way that he can do that is by you submitting and surrendering. Not having religion, but having relationship. That's the only way. People that have gone to hell they had a religion, a religion they had. People that are in heaven they had a relationship. With who? With God. So when you don't have a relationship with God, you're just a religious person. And there's a lot of churches for religious people. But there are few churches that people have a relationship with God. A real relationship with God. They read, they pray, they witness, they do all these things that when they come to church, they get convicted and they change their life. They come in one way, they lead totally different. Why? Because of the word of God. They go home and they think about those things. So important. To allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me so he can direct my life. Direct my life. I don't want to run my life. I want him to run my life. If I run my life, I'll end up in hell. I'll end up in hell. And that's why when we come here, and I see some of you taking notes, you're listening, you're watching, that when you go home, I pray, and I hope that many of us are really Thinking and listening to what God has for us. What he has for you today. What does he want from your life? Christ like this. Verse 52. Then he said to them, therefore, because of them, I told you, therefore, it speaks of everything he just talked about. Now he's going to conclude it. Therefore, every scribe, remember the religious leaders, instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven are the same. It's like a householder. What is a householder? When you think of a householder, he's a man that is responsible of the welfare of his family, buying for them, taking care of them, feeding them, doing all these things as a husband, taking care of them. Supplies food, clothing, and every need in their lives, he says. It's like a householder who brings out his treasures, things new, and things that are old. Wow. That's heavy. What he's saying here, he says, when you're a Christian, you're responsible because you read the Old Testament, and from the Old Testament, you're reading the New Testament, and they're both coming together. Responsibility of the Bible. If you only read the New Testament, you're failing. You got to read the whole council. You can't talk to people about the Bible if you don't read the Bible yourself. See what God is saying to you even at this very moment. What does God want from your life? Number one, he wants to fill you with his love. He wants you to live here with peace, not turmoil, not angry, but living here and saying, no, God, God touched my life today. I'm forgiving that person what he's done in my life. You learn to do that. 
It's so easy to get caught up in the day-to-day busyness of life and not think much about the future. But as Rawl has reminded us today, eternity lies before us and points to the necessity of receiving Jesus' offer of total forgiveness and everlasting life. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review the message you've heard today, call 800-634-9165 and ask for the teaching title, The Parable of the Dragnet. We'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. Now, we'd also like to tell you about Raul's book titled Sermon of Sermons. It has practical insight into what it looks like to fully entrust yourself to the Lord. You'll see that when you give God your undivided heart, He'll bless you with riches that will last into eternity. Get in touch with us today to order Rawls booklet titled Sermon of Sermons. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send your copy for just $12 plus shipping and handling. Once again, that phone number is 800-634-9165. If you choose to order by writing us, our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Thank you for blessing us with your generous partnership. Every tax-deductible gift enables us to reach more and more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Tune in again next time for a closing look at the fundamental faith lessons found in Jesus' parables. Focusing on the stewardship of servants entrusted with their master's possessions, we'll get a challenge to faithfully invest our God-given resources back into His heavenly kingdom. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.